What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 178 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. What was that intro? I don't know. Let's do it again. What's up? Your voice cracked, and then you went up, I hit, and then you went down. I hit puberty. <laughs> uh, let me do it again. Here. No, don't do it again. What, this is fine. What, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bench Time <laughs> Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. How about I do this? How about I do this? Let's see if I can do this. I do this for my kids every now and then. Uh, uh this is uh, this is uh, episode one hundred and twenty-eight of the Bench Time Podcast. Like Kermit the Frog. Sounds a little like Kermit, I guess. I guess I don't know. All right, what's yeah. up, everybody? We're being weird already. Um, <laughs> so, well, so we we're I'm gonna have a guest tonight. We we're supposed to have a guest tonight. That person. Um, and we'll announce him at another time. Uh, they can't be on uh, due to uh, the Hurricane I, uh, Ian. I. What the hell is it, Ian? Yeah, well, and even... we, we'll get him on. Ian. We'll get him on for sure. But um, yeah. also, he, he's it's it's just something. Yeah, something he has to take care of. So. He's got to do. But also, anyone but, that of our listeners that are in the Florida area, hopefully you guys are safe and doing all yes. right. Hopefully uh, you and your families made it through, and friends made it through. Everything fine. Um, I did say a couple prayers online on Facebook to a couple of our Florida listeners, uh, that, uh, posted up there. So, uh, yeah, the best, best to all of them. And, and, uh, so stay safe and, uh, you know, we're praying for you that, you know, your loss isn't, uh, drastic or anything if you have it. And Hey, you know what? I mean, I'm going out on a limb here, but you know, the modeling community has been pretty awesome to other people. So if you, if you guys, are in a situation where you lost a lot of stuff. Um, don't be afraid to, or, you know, yeah, reach out. God forbid you lost your layout or something crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, the, well, mod- the other hand, the maybe mo- somebody else that you don't know lost their layout and is floating by and you can just grab, you could free grab free stuff. stuff. Maybe it's, pieces. maybe it's a prepackaged sealed <laughs> we make, we make jokes envelope <laughs> from a kid of the month club. You just see floating by right. cause it's in like a bubble wrap. Anyway, no, no, no. But seriously, if you guys, know of anyone that lost anything or whatever you know the online communities we have are a great place to um kind of crowdsource stuff yeah and you know i we've talked about this i think with another natural disaster i don't know what it was maybe was it there's some tornadoes out west or something a year a couple years ago we talked about Mm. and uh one of our listeners said they were in them but uh i think it was there was some other disaster we yeah i'm not sure but um either way if you know of anyone that has anything, I mean, I'm not going to write a check. My bank account isn't that rich to replace everyone's layout, but it'd be kind of a, a neat thing to see if anyone, <laughs> maybe we can get a rally around you never somebody know. To, uh, from the community, and everybody can just kind of maybe see what they can do to you uh, never pitch know. in and help out. So we'll see. Um, but let's say uh, we'll but either cross way, that bridge when we come to it. Either way, we hope everyone's safe. We hope you guys made it through um, without too much water in your house and. And uh, that everything's in one piece. And if not, right. you know, there's always another day to rebuild. And I'll tell you one thing if, they if, won't get if out you of got, You know, the worst case scenario, you know. Trains. Yeah. They, yeah. But what I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one thing, if you, uh, you know, if you do have to rebuild, there's always another day and you have your life. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Too much somber stuff now. Uh so let's talk about. So I'm not gonna lie. Last week I haven't. Oh, gotten, last week we skipped last week. I haven't gotten jack shit done down here in the last week. 
Well, that's because last week we had to, we're be, a week behind. We skipped a week. We told you that we're going to try and do every other week. Yeah. And we ended up doing every third, the third week this week because last weekend. Well, we no, had left, we can just shift. We, went to, we just right, missed we went, a week. Now we'll do one in two more weeks. Right. We're we just, went out to Oklahoma to watch a football game. Some foosball. Yep. Mama said football is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got we got the devil's worth last week, man. But, uh, <laughs> the devil came to Oklahoma and he and he uh, yeah, spanked get them. Get a solar seal. But hey, you know what? K State <laughs> is a good football team, and and even though they're not yeah. ranked uh, every year, they give us hell. So uh, well, they're they're ranked now. They, so. they are ranked now. But guess what? This is uh, right. the ride that our teams put us on. No matter who your favorite team is. Right. They're going to lose. But and we ate good, man. We had a good time. We ate good food. We ate good. We got to see a lot of cool shit. And we got uh, to see we, all of the fun. we got to see all of the Heisman trophies. Yeah. Oklahoma's won. We got to see all the national championship and Big 12 championship. Well, not all the Big 12 championship trophies. They'd need No, just the ones from the last two, from the 2000s. They would need a warehouse well, to show them. There's 50 yeah, some of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh either way, and we got to see the one thing I thought was the coolest out of that room was the room with all the rings. Oh, yeah, yeah. All I thought the, that was kind of All the bowl rings and championship rings they have was like... Yeah, that was kind of crazy. It was cool. I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then we right. got to see the Selman brothers, uh, uh, Leroy, Lucius, and um, Dewey. Well, and Dewey, well, Dewey wasn't there. Yeah. He's passed on. But we got to see them and unveil a statue of the three of them. And uh, outside before the game, they had a statue outside the stadium that they just put in, and they had it covered up, and they unveiled it uh, with this two of the three Selman brothers there from the '70s, part of the Oklahoma defense. It was supposed to be, you know, they and were they, amazing. They were they were like they were like monstrous terrorists. They were probably the, they the, still look like maybe guys. some of the nastiest defense. That played the game. I wouldn't want to mess with them even now that they're seventy something. And, and Bar- my hero Barry Switzer, uh, Coach Barry Switzer from back then, he uh, he presented the the unveiling. It, uh, it was it was so cool. So yeah. we and we got first hand on for that. And we got, the, my dad. we got to um, got to see the Baker Mayfield statue. Baker Mayfield statue. We also went to the Natural History Museum. Of- oh yeah, that was so badass. Yeah, like so. For anyone that's near Oklahoma City or Norman, if you're within a two-hour or so drive of there uh, and you're listening and you haven't visited the Natural History Museum uh, on campus there at the college in, in Oklahoma, uh, you need to go there because that, that is an yep. awesome museum. It's better than a Natural History Museum, in my opinion, than the Smithsonian or well, what they have down in Washington because the difference in Washington, is- D.C. The difference is the Smithsonian in Washington D.C. The Natural History Museum there, yeah. they're not trying to tell you a story. They're it's just a lot of things on display. Right. Right. So yes, the Natural History, the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History, has more epic stuff there. You know what I mean? Like uh, no, no, no. Well, no. Hear me out. They're gonna. Well, have, they do. They have like have, the Hope Diamond and right, things and, like that. And they're yeah. gonna have the the meteor that struck, and they they were able to pull out of the ground. And they're gonna have. Right. They're gonna have um, a lot of really iconic things there. Right. But the they don't. It doesn't flow in a story. No. This. this but the Natural it. History Museum in Oklahoma, um, 
it, that is one of the leading anthropology and archaeology schools in the country. Right. Well, the, so, the whole museum itself is uh, is amazing because it takes you in that geographic region of like which the, is, of the yeah. Midwest. Right. You know, Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma area. It, yeah. It takes you through the history of that region all the way from basically whenever uh, – you know, Pangea was a thing all the way to modern day humans. It's pretty right, wild. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was it it was enlightening because you know we had to remember. I mean, there were we, they had some huge dinosaurs, you know, dinosaurs, and, and they found them in North America. Skeletons. And they, well, yeah, I mean, and that's a region that whole Midwest and Southwest and uh, you know the even you know Utah, Colorado. Yeah, that's from a, like the Mississippi River over to big, Utah. Big time place so to for archaeological digs. We all know that. Yeah. Right. But well part of that has to do with their climate. Right. Things sure. don't deteriorate quite as fast where it's hot and dry. Yeah. It, it was just an amazing display. It's monstrous in size. Uh it, it, they had you that, know, we could have spent a lot more time. We could there. talk about this for a lot more time too. Right. Because it is amazing. The only thing I will say is there's a triceratops skull there. Yeah. That is the largest single the single largest dinosaur. It wasn't skull. the Triceratops. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it was the. It was. It was the one with five horns. Yeah, the Pantera. Pen, yeah, Pantherosaurus. Whatever, Pantherosaurus. Yeah, Pantherosaurus. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds like something you put on your spaghetti. Pantherosaurus sounds like a <laughs> a hot sauce. <laughs> Pantera. <laughs> Pantherosaurus sounds like something from. Uh, it's like some heavy metal, yeah. uh, heavy metal style spaghetti sauce. Pantera sauce. It's a new rap Pantera uh, genre. Very, it's huge. It's damn huge. Man. It was like eleven and a half feet tall. Um, mm. Just the skull. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I got a. I'll put a picture of it up on today's on this yeah, it was, show. It was. It was incredible. Image. Anyways, we've talked enough about that. Yeah, we did that. And I have one funny story about it. Yeah. But I don't know if I should tell it now or swing back to it later. Well, you know what? Was that you driving Dallas, man? Driving through Dallas? Okay, uh, wait. You, you tell me. You tell. Me. <laughs> you can tell me the story. You all right? Here we got. I don't really have a story. Listen, but, we yeah. got two stories at the end. You're gonna tell them a story of as being a passenger about driving in Dallas. Okay. And out about riding in the car with me driving through Dallas. Okay. And then, and then I will tell my story of um the the cat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, All right. definitely. All right, so we'll tell them at the end, just to leave everyone <laughs> hanging on the line. But I got uh, a third story, so you go. We'll, we'll, we got some stuff for the, at the end. So of we'll show. save those for the end. Yeah. We'll give everyone. A I got, I got one at the football stadiums. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's, let's. Is it about the guy that the stink? Yep. All right, all right, I'll keep it. I'll keep it on the – I won't say anything <laughs> else. All right, so we'll keep those as a teaser for the end. Now we're going to start talking about some modeling stuff. Yeah. So yeah. let's get into what we are working on. Um, I know Not I, much. <laughs> what? Not a whole lot, but I got some stuff. Well, so, I mean, yeah. I could talk about my little scratch build I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, do that, please. Well, it's not scratch build. It's a kit bash. You do it. So I ripped open – Oh, let me find the two names of the kid of the month ones here. I got the bags. I'm trying to move the bags without knocking all my pieces over. All right. I grabbed two kid of the month kits. Um, the one was from July, 2022, which was the gas station. Yeah. No, kit, num- kit of the month number 43. Holy cow. 
that's already in July was the forty third kit. That's insane. And then uh, I'm I also so I started with that one, mm-hmm. and then I also am working on the same kit bash building. Um, right. Kit of the month number thirty three from September twenty twenty one, which is Barker Steel. Right. And I don't know how I got to this shape, <laughs> and how I I don't know how my brain created this exact um i don't even know what shape it is but you know it looks like do you remember those bouncy balls from the 90s or 80s that had like a bunch of balls glued around a single bouncy ball it was like they cut a bunch of bouncy balls in half and glued them around and when you throw it on the ground you don't know where it's going to bounce yeah oh yeah yeah that's how i equate this building <laughs> you know what I'm it talking? looks a little like that yeah so it it, it has like a kind of like a basic a t-shape at its core and then i took one of the pieces of the gas station and i cut it in half and i have the one part of the gas station coming out at a 45 degree angle so there's the main core building which is taller it's two stories tall and around the outside there's one two three four there's four little out actually five little outshoot um like additions but they're all coming out at different angles so it's it is really a weird shape, but I showed a picture to my dad where I'm, about where it's gonna fit into the track uh, at a an intersection of two pieces of track at um what do you call that? This is how much we know about trains at um, a uh, I, I guess it said one of the a junction. Yeah, right. Um, at a switch, at a switch. That's what it is. A switch. Yeah. Sorry, track people. A switch. Uh, and it'll fit perfectly into that little that little nook in between those two pieces of track at the switch. Um, right. So the the building is weird. And you were talking to me. You called me out on something. You called me out on the roof lines for it, actually. And yeah, well, I mean, the roof lines are a little unusual. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see how you do that. I'll, I think it's going to look badass. Yeah, it's kind of they, like they, the... It's yeah, like once the, you do it, the, I mean... The Frank Lloyd Wright roof. You know, if anyone's familiar with the yeah, Frank, like, Frank like, Lloyd Wright roofing, uh, I'm sorry, the, the 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 architecture of a Frank Lloyd Wright building is is weird. Um, like you were right. saying, it's like kind of like he was uh, on hallucinogenics when he built it. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the roof line is gonna be a pain in the ass to build. Um, yeah. But I got actually it worked. But that's a, that's the challenge of anything. That's what makes this fun. Cause, right. Well, and I was even telling you whenever you called me out on it that. Um, because at work, I deal with a lot of um, naturally and just in marketing and, and that, that line of work, you order a lot of print materials and and you're constantly getting in new um, physical print material. Well, right. what I do is when our printer sends us stuff, they give us the same exact cardboard sheets that you get as a, the roofing cards in your kits. So when our new whatever, say I got a bunch of brochures or business cards printed. Um, they give us, because we order them in such big quantities, in the boxes, they line the bottom of the box with these huge 11-inch by 17-inch pieces of cardboard that's exactly the same as the roofing material you get in a kit. I'm sorry, the under, like the roofing underside, the the the, the cardboard piece. Right. And I've been, I've been grabbing them because we just throw them out. So I have a stack of... of basically blank, huge 11 and a half by 17 inch pieces of cardboard. 
that I can use for unlimited roofs or unlimited whatever down here while I'm building. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to test cut quite a number of them. I'm going to probably go through a sheet of it just to and get that's some of these angles of fit it right. Too, you know, like I said, you did it before with your, with your, um, Columbo breads. Columbo breads. And it turned out good. And it just has that, you know, different odd roof. Um, and it was a pain lines. in the butt. Right. And you look at like some of the models that we see in some of these nice kits from all the manufacturers they put out. The the ones that catch your eye the most are the bigger ones that have multiple buildings and they're all connected. And or, they have or, some unusual roof lines and, and, and it grabs your attention. You want to yeah. you go, oh, you know what? <laughs> I want to build that some bitch. Or right? not even the ones that have multiple buildings, but just a, a smaller like uh, what's a good one? What's a good example? Um um, well, the Rollins welding kit from Foscale yeah. Models. That one right. is one of the ones that caught my eye. It's a smaller building. I mean, that's that's one of his like middle sized buildings. Right, right, sure. And the roof line on it though is just it's cool. Right. That's part of the reason I loved it. What's another? What? There's a couple other ones here that I'm looking. There's a couple the there layout. from. Uh, for, there's a couple there from uh, Carolina Craftsman kits that I built. Yeah. That has some unusual roof lines. So the and one Carolina. With the, drug, the, the one the, with the drugstore, whatever the hell that is, down there. What the hell is it? Uh, it's that, got the mansard roof. Yeah. But then gonna, it has a flat roof next to it. I was going to say, and, the ones you did with the mansard roofs are another one. Anytime yeah. a kit comes out with a mansard roof, which Carolina Craftsman kit does some a lot of the mansard badass roofs. looking yeah. mansard roofs. They do. I know they Jeff do. Grove retired, but did he honestly retire? No. No, man. He's he didn't all retire. His... Don't let him give you that shit. Jeff Grove's spending all his time designing damn mansard roofs. <laughs> we're going to see him in a couple weeks. Yeah, so. Jeff Jeff didn't retire. He's just designing the next mansard roof. Yep. Yep. I don't so. know how long it takes him to figure out how to put a mansard roof together. But when we see well, him, we're gonna ask him, I'm going to ask him. I, it's... Well, we're going to have him on the show in a couple weeks, so we'll... Uh... We'll uh, we'll ask them in. Yeah, you know what? Another cool style of roof. I mean, it's not complicated, but what what really makes a kit stand out with the roof lines is any kind of building that has a a cupola or um, any kind of tower on top of it. Right. That extends much higher than the actual main structure. Yeah. That. Yeah. Just and we've talked about that with Jeff too, because he talks yeah. about. You know, in our region, when you see a lot of old factory or, yeah. or industrial buildings, mm-hmm. they'll have the cupolas, or they might not be a cupola like you see in the movie Gettysburg, where um, Sam Buford's yeah. looking out across the the field. Right. But it might be a, a cupola that's more ha- um, got the slats in it for venting at the top right. of the roof. Right. But those kinds of roofs with little cupola vents or cupolas that have like windows that. in it turn out sick. Yeah, that one that one I just built with the uh with the um this this kit I'm building right now, the Atlas Gorge, the main mill the main mill building has a mansard roof on the main roof. Right. But then it's got an extended peak roof with a you know finial on top. I'm looking at it right now. And, and it's got just a really cool if it's I a lean- cool it's another roof line building. And besides that, is that the got, one that has, is that have it's like, it's got a whole mess of other roof lines down below it. Is that the, you know? are you talking about the, the building that has the I'm, big room building? Yeah. I'm looking at it kind of through a couple other big, actually from where I sit, you can look right down the city, right between the um, radio station that I made uh-huh. and the big hotel that I made that were both the, the spectrum series from Bachman buildings. Right. Right, right down the middle. 
you can see your building actually from where I sit, and it looks really badass. Well, I don't have that on there yet. Well, what? What? This is the one that I'm building. The one I just built. It's sitting here at home. No, no, no. What? The, okay, then what am I looking at? That is the one from Rush Rock Falls. Oh, Rust Rock Falls. That's another that one. That also has another Because awesome at the route. end of that building, there's that sheet metal extension uh-huh. that goes like from the third, the second story all the way above the third story. Right. And it, it's and the it, genius of uh, these guys that design this stuff. It's That's the genius of what they do that makes us want to go, oh, shit, I want to buy that. Hey, right? you know what? While I'm looking at this, yeah, I'm going off on I got a beef today, by the way. Uh, well, save your beef. Oh, we're saving the beef. Where's the beef? It's going to knock a lot of people's socks off. I can't. Uh, I warned everybody last <laughs> podcast. You know what? Yeah. So before you put a pin in that, as I'm sitting here looking out at the the northern end of our layout where you're where you're working, the high end. Yeah. You know what building stands out, and it's it's my building, of course, because I'm the best. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm sorry. You know, what building stands out the most when I look down. Hey, at? Just so everybody knows, Brett and I, when we build stuff, there's no better. Your stuff better. My stuff's better. We no, just, nah, man. We just we we just build it. And you know what? Badass. You know what I like though. Building. You know what I like about what we no. You know, I don't understand why people listen to this podcast because we have like no direction <laughs> on this. But maybe that's why because there's no structure. But right. um, you know what I think is really neat about. Us. Yeah, there's structures. Structures all over the place. Well, you know, it is a structured podcast. You I know you, yeah. But like, we just get on here, and like, before we started the show, we were like, "What are we going to talk about?" Ah, you know, last week's show was really good. Well, last one we did was really good. So, and we won it. No plan. We just wing it. So let's just wing it because everyone likes it when we just wing it. But yeah. um, and I think that's kind of the the reason why we started it because we kind of just wanted it to be a shop talk. But, I think that's why our guests like coming on. I, I talked to one of the guests tonight. Uh, well, I, I was texting back and forth with him today. This is, and they couldn't make it tonight um, because of the hurricane, as we said. But, but um, I, I said, you know, no, no big deal. No, no, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, we'll get you on another time. And and uh, I said, I told him, I said, we just kind of wing it anyways, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of our guests know that because they've been on the show. They know like, we get Jason Jensen on. We he don't knows send. It's our... not going to be a game plan. Here's, here's we're a... just going to get on. We're going to just talk and bullshit. Right. It's what we do. And 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 and, it, and it, you know, here's the thing, Brett. It makes I think the guests like it because uh, just like we do. It just makes it natural. We're just talking, having a well, good and, time. There's no, it, there's no pressure. We're gonna ask. We're gonna. We might pressure you with a, a surprise question, but by, by and large, it's the topics it's be, tend it's to go just generally easy going and fun. Right, and the topics tend to go whichever way the the conversation is naturally flowing. Yeah. We've never really we've never really talked about this. Put a pin in that. I'm gonna come back to that one too in ten seconds. Well, maybe 30. You know what building stands out the most when I look on the north section of your layout? I need to finish what I started. Yeah, what? That that church that I made, the white yeah. church. Yeah. From looking from this end all the way to the other end, because it is the brightest, I just realized this, it is the brightest white building that we have <laughs> that I didn't weather <laughs> at all. <laughs> And it pops, it pops down there, and I'm happy yeah. that I didn't weather it. Now that I look at it from the southern end of the layout all the way through the depth, so it's going to catch the eye all the way down. The, the whole depth of the layout, yeah. it's the most white building that we have. That's 
that's on the new section. Yeah, the very new section. It's all still purple foam that yet. That whole section's going to be eye-catching. I, I'm going to say, other, other than the new section, we have maybe 5% of it that's foam it's showing, which is exciting. Yeah. But anyways, that one white church all the way at the very end, I'm happy I didn't weather it because when you look through the city, yeah, it is like the clean. <laughs> it's the cleanest building that we have. <laughs> but but uh, anyways, you do tend to weather hard. Back on know? back on the other thing that I put a pin in. I just wanted to point that out as I was looking down the layout, which this is cool because I can. The other thing is neat about our show. Um, I'm literally sitting beside all of our work as we talk, so I can talk mm-hmm. about it. But the one thing that's cool about I'm our show, actually. which what's that? I'm jealous. I know. I, well. The other, so I've, man, I got a lot I want to talk about that keeps coming into my head, but I'm going to come back to this. Anyways, the, um, the one thing we never talked about with our show, especially when we bring guests on is that we've never sent our guests like a list of questions before the show. Actually, we did with one. Yes. Um, and that was George Selios. Yeah. But and we didn't really follow along with it. No, it, it, well, he didn't either. He was like, no, he just started he just talking. Kind of went off. And <laughs> he he was nervous to do it to begin with, and then all of a sudden we did it. He didn't he didn't even know what a it podcast just, was. It just but came out naturally, it, it, though. Right, and uh, and then we just did it, and and then you know he and then we he, we couldn't stop. Off to the races, baby. But but, uh, but throw either the way, questions on the floor. I just wanted to tell you guys that we've. Like all of our guests come on kind of cold. They don't really know what we're going to talk about. I mean, like when we bring on Doug and we talk about the special new kit he's building when he does his big um, limited edition kits. Right. The general idea is with those, at least, you know, he's going to talk about that kit, but that's the most structure I think we've ever had with guests. We don't even even have a list of how we're talking about that. Yeah. Go to it. But we, you know, I, I just wanted everyone I to think know. that's why the guests like doing the show. If I ask somebody to do it, I usually get a, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it. You know, especially if they've been on before, you know? Yeah. I just and, think it's um, neat that we have the, you know, I just, I think it's neat that we've never really scripted it ever. Uh, and no. um, and some people probably hate it, but whatever. And yeah, Whatever, I and don't care. Don't listen. Our guests might not have ever known that, though, that we've never really, we don't prep for show with questions or anything we we have a general flow when we start talking but you know it, it, we just let it kind of naturally go the way it is and that's probably why i like to continue to do it with you because i don't feel like it's a job i just get on here and like what i mean it's not a job but uh, it's, it's just fun you know if we I, weren't I, doing this we'd be on the phone with each other for an hour and a half doing the same thing that talking about sports or football or, or 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 modeling for that matter and just BSing, you know and and we do that on a regular basis anyways yeah we could probably hold three podcasts a week as much as we talk to each oh my other. god it, yeah and everyone would hate us because all we do is <laughs> pump their feet up with other right. stuff so, um, I mean, it's yeah I mean it's all it's all free it's all you know free range we just go so anyways one thing I wanted to talk about tonight which I had told you a couple weeks ago that I was doing is um, I have been so my work obviously you know not everyone on the show knows but my work is very demanding Um, I pay attention closely with my work and I follow it very I mean I'm very in tune with my job Um, not my work down here at the basement 
But mm-hmm. the one thing I've been finding it harder and harder to do is find time between, you know, getting the girls to here, getting the girls to there with the kids, activities, right, right. family things. My job is very, um, it's very demanding. And I, over the, I think midsummer, I realized like, man, this is really taking away from my time to be able to build stuff, which I want to do. It's like my, it's like my release of mm-hmm. pent up energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I come so down here, here. I throw some rage rock on and I build and, yeah. uh, and, and the one thing I've been doing pretty consistently since about the beginning of August or maybe the end of July, ever since I came back from vacation was like making sure that most nights I come down here for like 45 minutes. Yep. And man, have I been able to do quite a bit. Uh, I don't share a lot of it, but I send you pictures of a lot of the things. Right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's work you don't really think about. It has to be done, like uh, your roads and your. Yeah, I might paint your... some roads, or I might, uh, right. I might carve some foam up, or glue some new things down. Whatever, it's right. little things. But what happens is, I tell myself, all right, thirty minutes. I'm going to go down. I'm just going to work for thirty minutes. And then what 30 minutes turns into is 45 minutes or an hour or yeah. an hour and a half. And then I'm like, right. all right, well, you know, I, I, it's the same thing I do when I'm running. Like if I don't really want to run that day, right? I just say, all right, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do a mile. Right. Now, you know me. I'm not going to run You're a mile. You're not going to do a mile. It's going to be 10. But in a day that I'm not motivated to run, I just say like, all right, well, let's just get out the door and do a mile. And I know where my turnaround spot is for a mile. But by the time I get to that point, I'm like... Ah, well, now I'm out and I'm doing it. I'm into I'm, it. I might as well just go for three or five or six or whatever or ten. Right, right. And then I'm and then I'm happy that I just got out the door. Same concept with building models down here now or working on our layout is mm-hmm. it's easy to sit down on the couch and pull up, open your phone and start scrolling mindlessly through Facebook or whatever the hell you whatever the hell social media app you you're on. Right. Uh, or, or or sit down and get sucked into TV really quick. Right. But then what I say is like, all right, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to get downstairs. I'm going to turn on the lights on. I'm going to open something up or I'm going to get to work on this and I'm going to do it for a half an hour. Yep. And you know, everyone that's listening knows a half an hour of working on whatever you're working on with what, with the things that we all work on. Ain't get it done. ain't that you're not gonna get much done. <laughs> so then, then you get wrapped into that project because now you just started a whole thing or you're continuing right. a whole thing, and maybe you poured out some new paint or you whatever you started whatever you were doing, you started doing it, and you realize, well, I don't want to stop here because I didn't really get I didn't get to a good stopping point because half an hour is not a lot of time to buy you. Right. So then that turns into more time, and then you realize, all right, well. An hour later, you're at a stopping point, and you're like, "All right, well, I'm glad I came down here because I got a bunch of stuff done." So mm-hmm. that's kind of been my philosophy. And as, if you had to, okay, go ahead. I was gonna say that's kind of been my philosophy as life has been busier around modeling world. Yeah. To force me to come down and find, like, just get down here and just do something, get something started, or right. pick up a project. And I've been doing that. I try to do it every night. Some weeks is the last, like this this past week's just been crazy. I was away all weekend and then um, 
because I was away. I tried to pe- catch up on things around the house while I was gone. That way my wife wasn't mad. And, uh, you know, you got to keep them happy too. So that my week this week has been a little bit less of that, but pretty much the general rule for me over the last two months or so has been just start something and then realize like later, wow, I was more productive than I thought I would be. Yeah. Anyways, that and, that was my little tidbit of the night. And to add to what you just added with the time, uh, with uh, you know the time you spend, um, you know I've always said on on this podcast I, in the evenings after dinner, I usually usually come in here and work a little bit, then I'll go out and watch TV with your mom. Um, that's changing a little bit. I still go do that, but I'm I'm finding the same deal. I mean, I come in here and I get to work, and it's you know I got uh, I'll say I'll come in for an hour, and sometimes it is only an hour. But then other times it's two hours or three hours. And then as long as I'm out of here by nine o'clock, okay, nine o'clock. What is this doing though by doing that is now I don't have any little ones at home like you do. So, you know, it's easy for me to do this and she doesn't mind because she has her crafts and she does that type of thing. And she likes her shows on TV that I hate. And the ones we talked about the other the, week where we want to take a pounce wheel yeah, across our eyes. It's like the cooking shows. <laughs> she's all into everyone's food channel cooking shows and the, the, the competitions they have with food cooking. And, and I, all that does is make me hungry. So it's better if I don't sit in front of that and 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 then in the evening, like eight thirty nine o'clock, I'll come out. We'll, we'll we'll find something on Netflix. And what's that's happening there is I'm not. And by then, by then, I I, I can't even watch a whole movie. You fall you know? asleep. So, yeah, where I just shut it off. It's like okay, well, shit, it's time to go back. I work tomorrow, you know. So so you watch like half the movie, and and you don't get to watch it all. So you got to finish it some other time. And I'm okay with that because it's taking away. It, it's better quality time for me. And and. And that's the way I'm looking at it. You know, now there's, uh, it, it's just, it's just a, I like the fact that I'm spending my time in a better quality way. Yeah. Um, that way. And, it, you know, it, it, that's, that's huge for me. But 100%. So now on, um, uh, what do you work? So you're working on that building. Well, I got my, my kit bash. Yeah. Um, so, I got my kit bash. I painted that road, which I think we talked about that. Um, right. Uh, I have, oh, ooh, we did add that piece of foam when you were down here. We added some foam to that weird road along the water side. Yeah, yeah. Covered that road up with some foam. What's that water side you're talking about? The waterfront. Oh, yeah, down front. I put, yeah, I, I, I filled it in with a bunch of foam and I okay. leveled it off to be at the same height as the, the lowest, the, the, the main level of our city. Right, right. And um, that way that road doesn't just keep going up and down. It was weird. It was a weird road. Yeah, that was strange. Um, so I, that foam was dry. The glue dried from that foam. And now I've, I've covered it and patched it in with drywall mud. And now it's just waiting for me to sand it. Right. So, so that'll give us some more room to add stuff too. Yeah, well, yeah. Obviously. I mean, across from across from the um, the terminal building, Yeah. it... it it extended the the level that the terminal ends at because the terminal's on a hill. Right. The lowest level of the terminal kit, it comes out across to the edge of the water now, probably an extra six or seven inches. Which that's nice. Before fit some sushes in there. Exactly. Before it was difficult because it dropped down again another inch, and yeah. it was like, what are we gonna do with this weird? Like it was just a, it was a, literally just a road on the water side. 
But mm. now it can be a road on the waterside with a couple small structures along along the edge of it. Versus, right, exactly. Versus just being like this weird, um, weird thing, like this in-between zone. Like, we didn't really know what to do with it. Right, um, right. And actually, that's going to be my call out this week is are there any – when you're building your layouts, do you guys ever run into any – sections of your layout that you're like you run into a weird area where you're like i don't really know what to do here like what what is this gonna be what what am i gonna do with this part of the layout because it's like too small to do any structures but it's it's not it's it's big enough to like build a road or build something with like some uh some terrain in it but it's not big enough to do anything exciting with. Right. Do you guys ever hit anything odd with your your layouts like that? So if you do, post it in our overtime at the bench uh, listener group, where mm-hmm. where where when you're working on a layout, you know what's that what what's that weird like flux area that you're just not sure what you're gonna fit there because it's either too small to do whatever with, but it's a little bit big enough to have just enough room for some creativity. Yeah. We, I think we all have that problem. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get that without having – I don't even have the layout here. And I have – like uh, on my workbench, I have moments like that where I'm looking at just a structure going, ah, I don't know where to go with this. Right. You know? And Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. So. It, it, it's like a, a dead zone for creativity. Right. You're like, hmm, like it's not exciting. This area is just not exciting to me. Yeah. We've all seen that. We've yeah. all but we've all Listen, felt that. You and I stand down there and look at several sections, and we've many times we've gone, I, d- "Do you like this?" You know, and we'll point at it. And, and, I'll and you know what, though, you the moment, like the section? moment, I think the moment you question that, yeah, you have to. It's time to go. You have to do. You have to make a change. Yeah. yeah. The moment it's you time for that to be changed. The moment you stand back, whether you're working on a a six inch by six inch diorama or you're working on a a full layout. I think yeah. the moment you step back and you go, hmm, I don't really know what to do with that section. There's something not right about that. That's the you time know? where you got to make a big, make a change to that area. Because yeah. as soon as you start questioning it. Yeah. First uh, impression least, is, is usually a good impression. Well, at least for you and I, yeah. the problem is once you question an area and you're like, hmm, I don't know how that's going to work. Right. The first step is, this is like this is like the uh, what's it like the the, the seven steps of uh, whatever <laughs> like realizing you have a problem in with something. Uh, yeah. The first step is you question yourself. You're like, oh, right. should it be like that? I don't know. It doesn't feel yeah. right. And then the next step is like, all right, well, let's try and force something to yeah. work. But it, it just never feels right. That never works out. Right. And then <laughs> and then you get to the step where you're like you stand back and you're like, uh, what if I what if I restart that whole section? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go through all that work. Right. I don't want to tear it out again. Look all this work we just did, I don't want to tear it out. And then and then you go, uh, it's gonna be better if I re tear it, if I tear it out and restart. <laughs> or it's gonna be better if I just cover that up and go brand new. Yep. And once you do that though, we found that once you hit that moment and you you cross the point of no return and you rip it out or yeah. or you or you lay a new piece of foam down to start fresh it's and, a relief. 
you're like, damn, that's better than the first time. It's, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a mental and emotional relief. Yeah, because you're like, you're like, it, it bothered you for so long, and you're over. Sudden, it. Yeah, done, gone. It's we like, can go, we can go a new direction. Let's make it better. It's like breaking up know? with that nasty, toxic ex girlfriend yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's that whatever. And that you're was. like. You know, this is going to suck. I got to rip it off, and I got to rip the Band-Aid off, and oh, that hurt. Start again. And you're like, oh, that hurt, chipping away that rock I just created. Right. You know, I took a chisel to all that rock, and now look at the beautiful rock face I just demolished. But then when you put it down a fresh coat or a fresh whatever, you're like, this is right. This feels right now. And then when you go forward, then you're excited because you're like, man, this turned out better the second or 10th time I've done it. (laughs) And that's the thing on, on, on working here in this workshop, you were talking about that. Um, it was for me after coming in here and spending the time, if I limit myself to like, um, working for an hour and I say, Oh, I'm going to work for an hour. Okay. And I stick to it. There's a, there's an advantage to that too. Because you know you're not going to get it done in that first hour, right? So, and I got to go to work the next day, okay? So, all day at work. You I'm anticipating going home. Not necessarily I'm thinking about my job, but I, I, I definitely have to think about my job. No, but but, you, but in the back of your head, I'm like, it's there. I can't wait till I do get home because it's like, I can't wait to pick up where I left it's off like, on that. It's like I gave when, myself an hour last night. It's like when you're a kid and it's you're in school yeah. and it's nice outside. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to go home and go outside and, and play. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you got to get yeah. your schoolwork done. Yeah, it's like but that. It's nice outside. I'm going to go. When right. I get home, but they I'm going to. But have all gonna... of these as well. Hello? Go ahead. I was going to say, man, when I get home, I'm here. I'm going to go play. And that's like what it is for this. Right. Like, when I get home, I got all these things I got to yeah. do. But when I'm done, I'm going down and I'm going to get that done. Right, and, and and for me, it's it's like uh, if I only get part of it done, and I'm looking forward to coming back and getting it done again when I get home. Um, provided I have other things that get need to get done, when I finally get in here, I've been thinking about it off and on through the day, and then I'm like, you know what? Now that during that time you thought about it so many times that now you got these great ideas, so you sit down, and you're like, oh. This is, I've been thinking about, I'm going to do this and then make it better, you know? So you, you've given a, yourself a mental break. That's because you took a step back. Pause. Right. And now you're taking a step back and now you're like thinking, sitting there thinking, well, if I apply it this way or do it that way, now, rather than what if, if I had just continued on from what I was doing last night, now I can make it even better because I thought of this other way. Now you're adding the creativity and the mindset to just be free and roll with this. Right. And, uh, and that's cool. But- Anyhow. Totally. Yeah, that, that was a good little conversation on that. So what though. I'm doing now is I'm carving the foam. And I love doing it. It's fun. I've been carving the foam oh, yeah. for this uh, diorama part of the um, Atlas Gorge. I'm carving the canyon out now for the gorge. And, you know, it's, it's of course, extruded foam all stacked on top of one another and glued together. And then I'm cutting down through it. Well... I'm cutting down through it with these these utility knives. Are you going to talk are, about what I talked about with you on the on the phone last night? What was that? We 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 squint when you break 
Oh, no, no. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to go there, but um, because I know that, you know, I should be having eye protection on and all that. But but they're snapping off. The blades are snapping on me because I'm trying to force it through. And and, then you have to. Um, So I went out and I got I went to a a Harbor Freight because I bought these other ones were nine millimeters uh, replacement blades for the Ulfa utility knife, which I got it. Which aren't cheap. Aren't cheap over at Home Depot. Okay. But they, um, and they're nice, you know, don't get me wrong. They're real nice. And I, and and I have replacement blades, but I was snapping them right and left the last two nights. And I'm like, ah, I said, this is ridiculous. I need something a little heavier, a little thicker. So I bought the ones at Harbor Freight and they have replacement blades they had the knife, which is almost exactly like the Ulfa, even unloads and loads like it does with a, to replace a blade. But they're 16 millimeter and they're much bigger. They're and they're a little much bit cheaper. thicker. And they're much cheaper. $1.99 for the, for the actual knife. It comes with two blades, uh, two replacement blades. And then it has the, uh, uh, then you can buy 10 extra replacement blades for $1.49. So I'm like, and I was cutting with them last night, and they cut just as good as the Ulfas. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive, and it's, and it's sturdy. It's a little bit heavier in my hand. Um, so I was working with that um, and cutting. I, I didn't break any blades last night, which was which was cool. Um, it's a lot of carving. It's also it's astonishing for Harbor Freight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You don't. You know, it's a crapshoot. You don't. Uh, I've gotten some decent things there, and then I've gotten some things that you know. There's a reason why they're cheap. Okay. So, but, but this was. Uh, yeah, I'm having fun with this, and it's great. Um. Uh, but the other part that I did was, and that's what I was going to get on before tonight. Uh, before the show tonight. Um. But two nights ago, I poured plaster castings of solid block foundations an inch and a half high and it may be five inches by three inches if you get on doug fiscali's site you'll see the one building that has like the stone foundation hangs out or the the concrete foundation and it hangs out over the um the canyon itself on the one side if you're facing it the left side and um these foundations will fit into the foam into the foam levels and be uh, at the, at the top surface uh, will be even at the one side. It kind of slopes down the sides. It's kind of, you'll see if you go look at the photos. Um, but I had to pour these as solid castings according to the directions. And I did. And they, the castings turned out rather nice. Uh, they, 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 they chipped up a little bit on some of the edges along the top. And I like it. It's not huge chips. They're just like, like 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 concrete would naturally do as it crumbles apart a little bit, right? And it, it looks good. So, anyways, so I cast these, and the directions were: remember the ones that we cast before? And I talked about even where you take the tape and you roll it down the side of a, you know, you make the concrete on a piece of wood or a piece of, um, you know, some kind of board of some kind that that comes with the kits. Um, the Jason Jensen and uh, Doug Fuscali have a a video on how to do it. And you just gradually move the tape down, and then you run the paintbrush over. I think I even did a demo on it on our podcast at one time. I mean, on our uh, Facebook Live one time uh, not long ago. And and you just kind of go down and you make concrete wall um, by adding the you know the poured concrete lines. 
um, by moving a piece of uh, painter's tape uh, down uh, like, well, what, three-eighths of an inch and then keep going down and keep going down and then putting this paint line on. And as it dries, it gives us this crusty paint line across, perfectly across, you know, like it would have from, it wasn't a paint line, but like where the cement was poured and the stuff seeped out of the the footers that are, you know, the wooden, you know, footers for mm-hmm. pouring it. So anyhow, I'm, I did that on a bunch of other stuff for this thing. There's a lot of this that needs to have that done. But on this in particular, I have to do it. On the other ones, it's all been on pieces of wood. Okay. Or on, you know, pieces of uh, carb stock or whatever he had to be required to do with the kit. On this one, it's on a piece of plaster. Oh, hydrocal plaster, and when it dried, and I got the casting, I had to, I had to put the tape on it to do this all the way down the line according to the directions. What the directions don't tell us, Doug, uh, so you'll know in the future, because <laughs> uh, I'd like to know the answer of how this works. Is guess what doesn't stick to the plaster? The tape. The tape. Because <laughs> the plaster's got that cool feel, you know, to it. Yeah. The tape doesn't want to adhere to the plaster. And I have it painted, too. I even painted the plaster prior because I had to put a base layer of paint down first, and then you put these lines on. Well, there's no – there's it, it, it's it's cool to the touch. Like, like, you know how it's cold, right? Well, you ever try and stick a, a piece of tape on something that's cold? Yes. It, it comes right up. So I thought, oh, you know what? Okay, it's just because it's it's the stickiness on the the blue painter's tape, right? So I'll just try regular masking tape. So I put the masking tape on. It doesn't stick either. So I was like, ah, it's stickier, and it still doesn't stick, right? Right. So, and I mean, and these cured for three days, so it's not like they're not done being cured. Right. They're, they're it's dry. past its cure time. Right. Right. It's it's done. It's a nice cast, but. Um, so what I've had to do to create these lines is I took a metal straight ru- ruler. Um, I have a six inch metal straight rule. Okay. Um, it's a ruler, but it's, you know, and it's no cork on the back of it. It's just a flat rule. Um, and I put it, uh, I had to put it and hold it tight against with my thumb and then paint that line on, you know, using so- the rule. Instead of the tape edge, instead of the edge of the tape, I had to use this rule because it doesn't, yeah, it, it holds tight too when you put your thumb on it. Right. It turned out nice. Don't get me wrong. It turned out nice. I'm done with the one big one. I have to do the small one. I guess I'll do it tomorrow to work. But um, it, it turned out nice. But I had to find a new way to do it. So I'd like to know if anybody else, else out there has tried to get. The tape to stick to plaster casting. I'd like to know how they did it, to be honest with you. To get the poured concrete look. Yeah. I have one anyway. thing. You were just talking about rulers. Yeah. We've never talked about this on the show before. I know we've never talked about this on the show before. Yeah. How many of you know, and do you know that, that you have to be careful. I know my beer's empty. Oh, boy. Go ahead. Uh, that's a problem. Red alert. Um, yeah, what? When you're measuring with a ruler, do you know where to start? 
Do, do you go by the edge of the ruler? No. Well, see, I when I model, I use the the model railroaders rule. Well, and that's uh, tricky too because the zero is different. It's not on the like edge. The zero is one foot in. Yeah. Yeah, I use the one foot in mark. Right, but on like a plastic ruler, right? So many people, even not in the modeling world, it all depends on how the rule was, was right. designed. But Brett. people don't always look at that. They oh, just okay. use the edge. Yeah, I use what was given to me to start from. Right, but have you ever? Did you know that a lot of rulers start in like a sixteenth of a, or an eighth of an inch? They do in from they the do. edge. Yep, I did know that. Man, the number of people in my life that I've met that don't understand that the ruler doesn't the, the when you're measuring with a ruler it doesn't start from the edge of a ruler is like yeah. mind boggling. But some rulers do, Brett. But some rulers do. And you but know what this though? Metal, this six inch metal rule I'm looking at right now that I was using. Right. As I get the paint back off of it. Um it starts right at the corner. But of the your edge. plastic rulers usually don't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They always start like a little bit inward. Yeah. And I've yeah. met so many people, and I don't know how they even listen. I don't know how they go to the ATM without knowing the fact that that the ruler doesn't start right on the edge. What's the ATM have to do with it? Well, I don't know how they are able to even go do a basic thing as use the ATM at the bank if they don't oh. understand that the the ruler doesn't start on the edge. Yeah. Sorry, that's a rant. That's like a weird thing of mine. Like it does start on the edge on some things, though. But not all of them. No, no. no. Oh, sorry, I've recently dealt with someone that uh, I have a couple that don't. I've, I had an argument with someone about this recently. I don't need to talk about where and how and whatever, but I was like, "Dude, what are you measuring? It's not the same measurement." And this is a work thing. Yeah. And uh, they're like, "Yeah, look at this." And I'm like, "You're you're looking at the edge of the ruler. It starts an eighth in. It starts at eighth in." Right. Ugh. Anyways, I don't need to go down that road. Too late. It's too late. But uh, anyway, I think ho- hopefully everyone here already knows that fact. So um, I think most of your modelers are going to know that. Yeah. Anyways. All right. What are we doing next? Well, you can get rulers with both. Yeah. Usually your metal ones, though. What or, am I doing next? What are we doing next? What, what are we talking I have to do. I had to do. I had to finish this. This canyon, it's going to be lots of cast or cast, uh, plaster castings and such like that. So, you know, it, that's it's going to take some time for me. I'm I'm loving it. This is great because it's me doing scenery. I'm not I'm done with the buildings, you know, with this section, and now I'm making this 29 by 24 inch scenery piece in my house and mm-hmm. I'm going to take yours in one big chunk and sit it right down. It's going to cover a massive amount of layout in one shot. It is. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm thoroughly loving it because it's the first time that I can do this at my house and I can just whenever I want come in and like put some bushes on or pour some uh, do some static grass and things like that and then bring it all to you and go, here it is. You know, I have it, I have it in my house which is kind of cool. So it's some, you know, it, it's like if I was, at, if I lived at your house and I didn't have, you know, I didn't have two little girls to take care of, man, I'd be down there. I'd be down there doing that every night. You yeah. know, and then if you got a free moment, you got a free hour, you'd run down and go, oh, let's do that. You know, but I mean, I understand you can't do that, but it's just, um, you know, for me being older and I've already raised my children, my child, uh, it, 
I, I, you know, it's nice now. I could just come in here and create, you know, and it's it's badass. So I'm in, I'm enjoying. It. I, I'm I'm really enjoying carving this canyon. Uh, it's allowing me to become creative and and uh, design how it's it's going to go down through. I'm going to have to add another piece of foam. I didn't think I was going to have to, but now I'm going to have to add one more piece of foam to the bottom because it's not up high enough. Uh, but it will be, so it's even going to be higher than what you originally saw, Brett. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's going to be cool, but I'm having fun with it. It's, it's, it's a good time. So I, I'll keep everybody updated on it. So, but yeah, so that's where we're at on, on that. As far as, as far as, uh, doing anything else right now, that's, that's basically what I got going on, but I'm sure, you know, you do too, but what else we got next on this podcast? Well, you should go into your rant real quick. Well, my rant. Okay. Well, my rant is. <sighs> it was a question that came up on one of the. It actually came up on the actual uh, It actually came up on the um. The what I'm going to talk about came up on their Facebook page, um. It is a rant about the NMRA. Oh, my. <laughs> I already know where it's going. Well, the question is... I already know where it's going. Where is the money go, and what what benefit do... How do you draw young people and new people in to the NMRA, NMRA uh, and is it worth the money to do it? Now, I don't belong, and I've always not join because I always wanted to know. And I need to know. I mean, it's, well, I'm and, not knocking the NMRA. Yeah. I understand it's an organization. Some people like the fellowship I and all say, that. That's probably what it's all about. I want to say one thing before you go into this because what? I know where it's going to go. I already okay. know where you're going. I want to know what you get for your money. Well, I already know where you're going. Yeah. And we've already talked about this with a lot of our listeners who, who have become guests on our show and vice versa just talking about it on the overtime at the bench Facebook group. Right. Is the NMRA is wildly different than what you get with a lot of your local chapters. Yeah. Because we've talked about people and we've actually experienced the art, the, the NMRA chapter that does the little showdown at Blue Ridge summit. Yeah. It's, it's great. They do a phenomenal job. I, I'm not, I'm not here to knock the organization. Okay. All right. All right. Good. Okay. I just wanted to say, it, I think it depends also on your local chapter. Right. Right. That's a very active chapter. Uh, they do a lot of good things, and I'm sure there's many of them out there like that. Okay. I don't have a problem with that either. Um, I don't think I, I. I also know that there's when we went down the Timonium, we saw some. Uh, amazing, and some of our listeners were involved with this. Uh, some amazing um, module uh, layouts that were put together for the show, and they're amazing. And some okay. of them are done by kids, right? And I know that these people belong to NMRA, and I'm not here to anger these people. Okay, <laughs> uh, here's, but this is my rant, and I, and 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 it's not a matter of there's just a couple little things in it that don't make sense to me. All right, go ahead. And well, one is. Can't somebody just organize a whole mess of people together in one local area <laughs> oh and say, hey, let's all get together 
and let's meet here and let's just build and do and talk and have our meetings and do it. Why do we have to, why do we have to pay a membership to do this? Okay. You know, you show up, we all talk, we have fun, we share our shit and we go home for the night. We'll have a cup of coffee while we're there and bring some tenants. You know, I, I, you know, I get that. And I see that in the fellowship part. And I think that's cool, right? Why can't that be organized without having to spend to join a membership? to do it. How do you get young people involved? What do you give them that makes them, you know, if I get, I don't know what the fee is. I don't even look it up for the show. Okay. But let's say it's 65 to a hundred dollars, somewhere in that range. And that's, I'm guessing that it's pretty accurate for a year. Okay. Hey, 65 to a hundred dollars for a kid that's 12, 13, 14, 15, uh, or, or, or even a later teen. That's a fortune. Yeah. That's, you know what? That's a lot of shit he could put on his layout. Or, or, or put to his modeling. That's a kit. Uh, that type of thing. Right. It's a kit. Um, and then, you know, they, they already have, they could already, they probably already have the supplies. They can do and build whatever they want to. Some of these people already do. Some of these modelers do other modeling besides model road running. Uh, you know, so, so they, they're drawn into it. What do you give them outside of a newsletter? And I don't know. I don't think it's every month. I think it's just every now and then. It's a newsletter and what? I mean, uh, a membership card? I mean, shit, I, I'm not going to pay you $65 to $100 for a, a piece of cardboard that says I'm a member. And, and I can stick in my wallet and have it fold up six different ways in six months. On the, It looks like it went through the laundry. I, you know, and then you have I the, would lose uh, it. Huh? I would lose it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then what? So to so say I belong to it, you know, and here's the second part of that. You know, first of all, what do you give that wants to draw young people in to want to pay to be a member? Well, and that's other not than to that's, have a member society. Okay, so that's not us asking this. Just to be clear, right. that was the that was the question posed on a Facebook modeling group. It was. It was. And and uh, I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted. I, I I I see where that question comes from, and it made me think. And they're absolutely right. I know. Why what, I know what it would is. Would you want to do that? Huh? As a young person, I know what it is. What? So I'm not. I mean, I'm not 20 young. I'm 33 right. young. But right. Um. For me, I would much rather join. And this is just me. And and we we're weird. So just keep that in mind. You'd much rather join the VFW for. Two dollar beer. You get two dollar beers, but, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. But seriously, yeah. but for me, I would rather join something that promoted my creativity but allowed me to learn. Yeah. And not that the listen, not that this, not that this organization, this organization doesn't do that, but I want to learn how to, you know, make a copper roof look. Like it's been on a on a building for thirty, forty, fifty years. I right. want to learn how to, um, you know, not just set a scene, but make a scene look realistic and make right. it believable. I'm not necessarily, and this is probably, man, I have something I want to text you that I can't say on this show because okay. I, I have an idea. Yeah, I think you. Well, here's the other listen, question. Listen, wait, wait, no, hang on. I know. I need I, to talk about something because I think we just. I think before. I just birthed something in my brain that yeah. um, I got to text this to you because I got. 
I got an idea, and our listeners might be thinking of something. Thinking, I don't know what the, the hell they're thing. thinking. No, no, I don't no. think they're thinking the same thing. But they might be listening to something. Right. I don't well, know. I don't know what I just thought of, but I have an idea. You're taking me out of my rant. My rant. That's here, okay. Man. Go back to your rant. I have an idea that might be okay. Pretty bitching. Okay. So, so you have this membership that you say you belong to. Okay, and it's great, and you can get together every Tuesday and Saturday, and I, I don't know, and that's great, and you know, but if I'm building my own layout, that's time away from my layout. To the, if you don't have room for a layout, this is awesome. The NMRA and those kind of organizations is great because you can build together and you can go on a weekend or a Saturday and you all get together and you do something on that Saturday. You bring your module and Thursday night or Tuesday night, whatever the hell it is, and you all kind of get together and you can build on it and help build the layout and do your modeling. I think that's amazing. You can contribute to it. That's an amazing part of it. That is awesome. But like I'm saying, that one of the things they feature on these things is the website. Where you can go and they have all those resources and blah, 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 blah. And then they have the, the newsletter. What the hell is it in either one, the newsletter or the website, that you can't find in a million other places on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere else where they have uh, other modelers have websites? All the hints and tips and things that you can imagine are out there and available. And I'm not just talking about modeling. I'm talking about the trains, the track, everything. You can find this shit everywhere on there. And and so so those kind of features are really nothing in 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 by in the same respect. In fact, the communities that are out there on Facebook, in fact, may be more resourceful than ever because the modelers are getting it from them directly. And we've talked about that in the past and how much everybody likes to share and, uh, and, and, and give the information. Now, here's my other part of my rant. This pertains to us as modelers, uh, fine scale modelers. One of the things that, that I, I guess it irritates me a little bit is this program called Master Modelers. I I guess maybe it's a I don't know what that comes down to where it, you feel like yeah if you're a master modeler out there hey I'm not trying to insult you but I don't need somebody to tell me uh, I'm a good or a bad modeler okay I don't need to have some kind of accolade hanging on my I know what I produce I feel confident in my modeling that. It looks nice. I don't feel that I need to have some kind of certificate or earn points on based on what I'm modeling. Okay, and if you want to make a competition out of your modeling, then then so be it. You know that's great. I just, for me, I just think it's silly. It's like silliness to have to have somebody give me the okay that my shit is good enough to become the next step up in your master modeler program. You know, I can, I, I, most of the people listening to the show, our show, I assure you could easily become master modelers in a heartbeat. Okay. Whether they do or don't, I don't know, but um, some of you like, may already be, but what I'm saying is, Hey, guess what? Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. We're all master modelers. Yeah, Exactly. I know shit that those, some of those people don't. They know shit that I don't know. These other modelers. Okay, I just don't see where I don't. It just seems like a big old Mickey Mouse show to me. You know, and like I said, uh, and that part of it is a joke to me. The 
to part with the membership with the with the, the resources that they advertise. I think it was a joke. I think the fellowship is a solid thing, and that's an important thing for a lot of people. And that's great. Yeah. But some of their programs. I don't see where they use to draw in membership. I won't join just simply because I, I don't I don't hurt for money, but you know, for my membership fee as I could, I'd much rather just buy something that I can use for my own stuff for that. Yeah. And uh, or take my wife out to dinner. Yeah. So but <laughs> it's a date night. Yeah, I mean come <laughs> on. No, All I, right. I don't know. I get it. So, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I get it. I, I'm okay. with you. I get it. So I'm probably just alienated like three should, quarters of our show. We should just, we should just, whatever. We should just issue all of our listeners master modeler certificates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Like, well, like no, no. Whoa, 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 Back it up. Back it up. Back it up. We can't call it that because that, that's no, no, thing. No, we won't call it that. We'll call <laughs> it something else. You know, like. Atta boy, the Atta boy award. The bench time modelers, badass, the bench time badass modelers club. No, we don't even have to put our name on it. You know, I don't know. The Atta boy club. Yeah, the Atta boy club. You're getting an Atta boy. You're an Atta boy modeler. If you become an Atta boy modeler from your fellow peers in fine scale modeling, as your, and I know that's the other thing. Who's to judge? You know, who judges that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Most of those people, from what I get, gather, I'm going to tell you are, one thing. They're doing the judges. I'm not a master. Not the people that fine scale modelers. They're 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 just regular people that work on track or electronics. I'm not a master like modeler. Gauging it, huh? I'm not a master modeler. You know what I am? No, I'm afraid to even ask. I'm a mega ultra supreme super duper <laughs> looper modeler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, uh, anyway, the, the the modeling world that I know or belong to, they call me. I'm the Zeus. Yeah, let's move on. Whatever, man. Okay. All right, let's, that's my rant today. Damn, Have fun with that. You went I'm sure deep. We're get some nasty stuff. You went that. deep and dark on that one, and I'm 99 percent <laughs> sure we're gonna get some hate mail. Now, that's okay. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, ooh, man. All right. All right. All right. But, but, in, we do have some questions online. But wait, in, in all reality, though, I want to wrap this up with one statement, though, that the NMRA does do good work as far as the local chapters. Uh, I um, agree. We had a lot of fun when we went to their pro. And we've, and we've heard from a, a large number of, our listeners who belong to their local chapters that do really outstanding work. So I don't want to, I don't want to alienate anyone that's listening that is in the NMRA. Right. If you um, want to put a, a, a special hat on with a fez or whatever, and then do your man, show, I tried have a to, listen, I'm trying to, it. I'm trying to bring, oh. I'm trying to bring some Kumbaya <laughs> moments back to this. Oh, okay. 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 Just let me do my thing here. I'm doing some. I'm trying to do some. Um, I'll guarantee you, nobody online on podcasts of any mil, of any um, modeling podcasts has ever. Uh, took I have a, a question. Like, took a swing like that, huh? I have a question. Is there is yeah. there a is there a military modeling group that has a master modeler class? I don't know. I don't. I've never seen it. I've I've scoured those military modeling things. I've never seen it or heard of it. 
You know, I think they just get on and do their thing, man. I just it's, you either it's, it's you either like it or you don't like it or you whatever. Yeah, it's interesting to me. Yeah. Anyways, all right, let's move on. Let's move on. We went dark. We went really dark. That's okay. But let's let's tell some funny stories. Okay, so well, let's hold off. Let's do the questions. Online. Oh, questions. Duke, Duke, you are you gonna read them? I don't have them in front of me. I do. I have them right here. All right, all right. You read them this time. Hey, I'm happy that you get to read them. How about that? Huh? I haven't seen them yet. That's the best part. Okay, my post said due to Hurricane Ian. Yo, fuck uh, Ian. We... <laughs> what? <I'm... laughs> I said fuck Ian. <laughs> no, I'm not blogging it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had to reschedule this week's guest. So throw us your modeling and sports questions as we record tonight. Okay, so here, here we go. The first question tonight comes from Glenn Evans. Oh shoot! I should just say his first name, right? I'm not good at this. Just say Glenn. So, Glenn. So I'm sorry, Glenn. Glenn. I'm sorry, Glenn. So a few weeks ago, I'm not going to bleep what I said about Ian, but I'll bleep. Like I'll it. bleep. I'll bleep Glenn's last name. Okay. <laughs> so a a few weeks ago, we had a top five football players. How about a top five hockey players? Ooh! All right. I don't even have to look this okay. up. So give me your top five hockey players of all time. Of or all current. Time. Okay, of all time. It, it could be current or all time. Okay, the, I'm gonna, five off the top well, of my... We can do top five current. No, I don't... And no, then I'm, do top no, five. I'm going to do both. It's just going to be okay. my top five general hockey players, because I think that's gotcha. how the question was phrased. Okay. All right, you ready? Yep. My top five off the top of my head. No prep, no lookup, nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> of, all right. I'm going to say Gordie Howe, and this is in order. Mm-hmm. Gordie Howe. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. Now I'm going for number three. This is tough. Number three is tough. Because yeah. you, you got to squeeze that last one in the top three, and that's a bronze medal. So, yeah. um, damn. <sighs> and I Somebody's hate. really buzzing you, man. It, my, I, I'm sorry. My phone is. It, it's my buddies that I run with. They're they're uh, okay. pissing me off. Anyways, it's my meatball gang. Did I ever talk about the meatball gang? No, All that'll right. be another night. No, I'll say it at the very end. We'll keep it for okay. the end. All right. All right. Listen, I have to, re- I have to say that my number third, my number three is, is not because I'm a Washington Capitals fan, but Alexander Ovechkin has to be number three. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I see, I see where you're coming. So Gordy Howe, Ovechkin. I mean Gordy Howe, Wayne Gretzky, Ovechkin. Number right. four, I would put. Um, damn. Number four would be, oh man, five is so hard because I think of so many names. Um, Maurice Richard. Okay. And then number five would be, number five would be, um, Oh shit! 
it, it um Patrick Waugh. I'm going with a goalie for number five. No, because, I mean, that's, that's because good, I feel like goalies are disrespected in that top yep. five category. I don't disagree. I was going to go the same way. And, and it was a top five between the the goalie spot was a was either going to be one of three. It was yeah. going to either be Patrick Waugh or Hasek. Okay, well, don't, let me give him your mind because you may start naming some of mine. No, I, so. I got to say the last one. Or it was either going to be the top five was either going to be Raw, Waugh, Hasek, or Martin Berdor. Thanks. All right. Okay. No, but that was my top five. You can't take that from okay. me. That's so, a three way tie for top, goalies, by the way. Top five ever. Player. We're talking players. Um, without a. Without a question, I'm going to say Wayne Gretzky one. I'm going to say Mark. Um, I'm going to say Alex Ovechkin two. Um, I'm going to say um, Mario Lemieux as oh. three. I'm going to say. See, I don't want to put a Penguins player in Ray there. Bork <laughs> as four. Ray Bork as four as a defenseman. Um, and I'm going to say Martin Brodeur five as a defense as a. And you can switch them up any way you want. We can even put Mark Berdour at the very top of that list. I would say, uh, honestly, I think Mark Berdour was the best goalie. And ever you know played. what? Here's one that I didn't, I didn't think about until just now. Yeah. Who I want to include in my uh, honorable mentions? We'll say yeah. honorable mentions. Right. Yammer Yager. Oh yeah, yeah. Yager yeah. was uh, honestly. This could be an hour long podcast on on its own of, of top five yeah, players. Sometime we're gonna do a hockey thing. Go ahead. Well, no. Well, hey, but guess what? The Caps preseason yeah. last night they but they beat the Flyers. Well, yeah, with all their scrubs. With scrubs, anyways, whatever. <laughs> um, but the Flyers are all scrubs even in their n- normal right. season. So whatever. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Ooh, I just made all the Philly oh, fans, the Flyer fans, and the NMRE people after us. Well, the Flyer fans, okay. whatever. They're I always. The, I think I'm more afraid of the Flyer fans, to be honest with you. The Flyer fans are going to be mad even if you say good things about their team. So whatever. That's true. <laughs> okay, so we did cover that top five. But you cannot players. disrespect Yager because yeah. Yager is. Of that whole list, no yeah. one has played their – Yager is still playing, by the way. Yeah. I think Yager is the longest-standing player in that list. Yeah. I think Matt, I picked Matt Lemieux not because his numbers weren't up to where Gretzky and Howe and, and – and Because Ovechkin he had cancer. And Brett Hall is. Right. I mean, he went through a lot, not just that. He had back, back injuries. Back injuries, yeah. Right. It, had he been able to he, – he'd be there – had he, if you ever watched him play, Yager was a. It was I mean, I'm sorry. Could, Lemieux was a warrior. He could make he could he could make things happen anytime, anywhere. He could score like beautiful, most beautiful goals. But he wasn't and fragile. I hate, and I hate the Penguins. I hated him then, and I hate him now. But he was but, a durable player. Oh my gosh, you couldn't get mad at that guy. Uh, he did whine a little bit when he got tugged or right. held. But the bit. guy was durable. They all do that. They all do that. He was and, a he was a durable player. Right, right, exactly. And not only that, he could he hit you, and he could fight you if he had to, and he wasn't bad at it. Uh, so I, I mean, uh, he wasn't gonna I, go I, out. He wasn't gonna go out of round. He wasn't going out of his way to fight. Yeah, but you know, if, if there was a line brawl, he was gonna be there. 
and I took I took Wayne Gretzky for the pure numbers of things. When it comes down to being a uh, a skilled uh, you finesse, you can't take that player, away. Huh? You can't take the anything number? away from him. No, 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 no. You could take this away from him. He. He was not a pretty skater. He, <laughs> he did not look like he did was you ever comfortable s- on skates also in his, any way, shape, or form. It just shit happened around him. It worked. His form, you know? his form when he took a slap shot was not pretty. No, it was a lot of <laughs> things that weren't pretty about him. And he didn't exactly burn the ice with speed. He was just smart. The man was smart, but I put him up at the very top because of sheer numbers. There's records there. Yes, there's records there that have or maybe soon to be broken, uh, and that's a stretch. No, but, the goal record will be broken. Well, maybe. No, but, it's going to be broken. Well, I'm saying it is maybe, and it hasn't. So, um, but not that. There's so many other records that will never be touched. No, never, right. never. Right. As a runner-up, uh, overall, as a runner-up, um, honorable put, mention. There's a lot of honorable mentions I could do. Is uh, Mark Messier? I could put in um, Marcel Dion. Marcel Dion. Uh, yeah, I mean the Espositos. There's all. There's so many names. Some and, of the Hall and brothers. It's such a tough thing to do. Okay, so let's move on to the next question. Lynn, Lynn from here. Okay, so we got Lynn. Modeling question. Other than an Arduino fancy dancy thing, what would work for animation? I'm looking for something to raise and lower and mineshaft platform, nothing complicated. Lynn, I have no clue what that is. I have no clue what an Arduino... Fancy dancy thing is, although I did see for the first time in my life last week an armadillo, <laughs> but he was dead along the road. His legs were up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just saying, you know, outside of like a, a, a zoo, that's the first time. But I don't know what well, Arduino. Let is. me talk about that armadillo for a second. <laughs> we were driving up I thirty five from from Dallas to uh, Oklahoma City, and uh, by the way, is amazing countryside. Yeah, it's really cool to see. That. Um, the people that live there probably think we're crazy by saying that. Yeah. Because um, they this live is farms there. Farms and fields. Right. But, bro. like, yeah. so you go up an interstate in our area, you're going to drive up a valley and you're going to see mountains. Right. And for us, it's like, eh, yeah, whatever. We see them every day. Yeah. But when you're driving down there, it's like prairie and horses and longhorns. Right. And when we while we were driving up, <laughs> I looked over to the side of the road. I'm like, Look, there's an armadillo. <laughs> it's like dead with its legs up in the air, whatever, all bloated. And uh, that's my only time that we've ever, you too, that we've ever seen yeah. an armadillo a lot uh, yeah. in real life. Yeah. Outside um, of a zoo. Oh, yeah. Zoo America, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm going to second my dad. I know what Arduino is, and uh, I've never ever even experimented with it. I would say there's. Do you put it in a sink to get the hair out of the drain? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I no. don't think so. But um, uh, there's some other things you can do. Um, I know there's some like cheaper open source things like Raspberry Pi and a couple other I, things you could use to that. But 
honestly, I've never experimented with that. And that might be something that our uh, overtime listeners can chime in How on, too, if they've ever dealt with that. Oh, now you made me hungry. For what? Armadillo? No, Raspberry Pi, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a Raspberry Pi? I've not. <laughs> I, I don't think I, don't think I really have. I don't think I really have. I've had a lot of other berries. I, don't I mean, I like raspberries, but I've never had a raspberry pie. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's I might, another? I might have. Had it. I'm not sure. I might have had a raspberry. I've never I think seen... I have had a raspberry. Pie. <laughs> I've never seen a raspberry so, pie. Okay. Anyhow, the next question is piling on lens posts. This is from Scott. Piling on lens posts. Are the Wileys adding animation of any kind? No. At present, no. The train. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's our one piece. That's our one piece of animation. Uh, that's about it. Uh, I'm, I think once we get to a point on our layout where we've completed things, maybe we might try and animate something. I don't know. I think the only animation we might go to any extent to add is um, the lighting. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting some of this stuff from the microlumina, like the welding, uh huh, the welding scenes or things like that. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Where you where you have like a and there's some there's some cool stuff out there from uh, Woodland Scenics as as well. Yeah, uh, but the 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 things that are the things that I would animate are probably just lighting. Like if right. it's a if it's a welding shot, like the Roland's welding, right. I wouldn't mind getting um a little bit of like an arc flash type of lighting that right. you, you can envision someone welding in a welding shop yeah that'd be cool to have coming from that's in, cool and coming seen, from inside the building and i've seen he also has uh michael luma also he also had well that's uh it's actually not michael luma anymore it is i'm sorry yeah it is um um yes jimmy dignan's um company so um bill took it over and uh, so it is railroad model, uh, railroad craft, railroad uh, kits, railroad kits. Yeah. So railroad kits is where you get, you would find that you need to get a hold of bill at railroad kits. So, so I'm sorry. I was drawing a blank on that bill. If you're listening, uh, didn't mean to, you're a great guy and we, he's going to send product. you all sorts of mad messages now. Yeah. So now no, I'm kidding, but, but he has some neon light things that are cool. And one, I think even kind of blinks, you know, how like a neon line blinks yeah. like it's going to go out. And uh, I kind of like that. Um, that's kind of cool. That kind of thing is 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 something we may look into. And that's the next question. So the next question is Ron from Ron, and he says, structure lighting. Does Blackwater Cove, our layout, have any, or are you planning on adding in the future? And we are. We have some buildings that are already uh, not necessarily lit. But have the holes underneath, and so well, we can the, go up underneath. the terminal kit it has structure lighting. Well, that's true. It does, yes. And, and uh, not just that, the um, I have one or two others. Um, right. I I did pre-wire Sassin Vinegar Works to have lighting as well. Oh, okay. And I have spots on the uh, Baxter's uh, thing that I built, uh, Baxter's Building Supply um, down at the one end. Uh, there's George on a lot of his models, uh, on, on fine scale miniature models, uh, that he, in the process of building it while following the directions, it gives you, has you drill holes in the bases and stuff for, for adding, uh, um, lighting. And I have done drilled those holes. So they're in there. 
and uh, we can add lighting if necessary into some of those rooms, which is cool. And, uh, and and I think we'd like to do that on several different buildings. I don't want to go a I don't want to go ape shit on it or nothing. You know, I mean, just some. I don't want to overlight it up. What do you think? I agree. Tastefully, yeah. tastefully light it. Yeah, because I'm really like we talked about this with Jason Jensen on the show one time, and and he said the same kind of thing. It's like maybe he's changed his mind now at this point, but but because uh, that's been a couple years, uh, two years. Uh, but it was it was kind of like. Uh, you know, when we we go down there to do our layout, we turn all the lights on and you see everything. Right. Uh, and I, I'm not I'm not gonna sit down there in the dark and just stare at my shit. You know, uh, I'm not gonna go down there. And go, oh, let's turn the lights off. Oh, that's cool. Well, how long can you sit there in the dark and just look at stuff? Right. You know. So I mean, uh, we have lighting on our on our on our locomotives uh, as well. So I mean, there's that, but. I, you know, I mean, and we'll do some lighting, but it's not going to be, it's going to be to enhance what's going to already seen in the, in the light. Right. You know? So anyhow, that's uh that's that question. And then of course, the last question that we have is from Ron as well. Same Ron. Um, how was the game last weekend? So that's good. Cause it's going to take All us right, straight into our seg- stories. It's a good segue. It is. And then, and then, uh, on that. Uh, Matt, Matt, um, one of our for- former guests, uh, was on here. Uh, a great modeler. He put a picture up of a guy making a face like, oh, maybe you don't want to ask that question. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, Ron replied back, saying, "That's what I thought." All right. Well, let's talk so, about the trip. Yeah. So that's uh, a good I segue. Had a great, we had an awesome time. Let's start it out with yes, Oklahoma lost. Yes. Um, but my dad and I have been in now four Oklahoma Sooner games, and of the four, we've seen them win three times. We had a great time, and regardless of them losing. We knew, and we've talked about this, Yeah, we knew eventually, it's, going to Oklahoma happen. games, um, we're going to see them lo- take an L every now and then. Right. Um, fortunately, you know, our team... I don't know how the season's going to go this year because we got a new head coach, we got a lot of new kids. It's a, it's a weird season for Oklahoma. Um, the the trip though was great. Yeah. The win would have been the cherry on top, but I still think we got the cupcake and we got the icing. Right. We just didn't get we didn't get the cherry on top. Right. For the and win. You know what? It, it was a good game. You the, know. They they only lost by a touchdown. Right, so exactly, and 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 when you're talking about uh, what was it? 40, it was fun too. Forty-five to uh, what? What was the score? Forty? I don't know. Seven point difference. Forty-two, thirty-four. Yeah. So the was the forty-one, thirty-four. Something 41, like that. 34. Something like it was that. Seven points. Yep. But I will say the way it ended couldn't have been more exciting. So, yeah. 41 34, whatever the final score was. That was what it was. Let me paint the picture for the end of the game. And if you're a football fan, you're going to love this. Your team is your team is down. And this might be me uh, you know, trying to paint a turd. But <laughs> but but your team is down and it doesn't look there's no hope, you know? And the fans are starting to exit the fans are exiting the stadium. But we're not that kind of fan. We're staying until the clock 
hit zero. Right. In any sporting event. I, yeah, I don't care if I don't care if it's a local Hershey Bears game. Right. And they're losing eight to one. Right. I'm staying to the end. I, I'm gonna wait till the end. There may be a fight at the end. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna wait at a hockey game, by the way. <laughs> but anyways. Anyways. So they 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 go down the field with a minute left or so and they mm-hmm. score a touchdown. And now they're within seven points. Right? And they line up for the onside kick. Now the half the fans that stayed to watch a game, how more how much more exciting is it that you get the hope that your team's gonna cover recover the onside kick and yeah. then go down the field and score a touchdown with fifty seconds left. Yeah. Like it was it came down to that. We've seen it happen. It, and listen, Oklahoma's a weird ass team. They it happens in all college football. Not just that, but Oklahoma we've been through so many heartache games that are like on the edge oh, yeah. that you yeah. can't you can't let this team think they're gonna you can't think your team, no matter what team it is, not let alone Oklahoma. Right. There's not enough nitroglycerin pills out there for Oklahoma fans. Right. And right. And there's so many games that have come down to that last couple minutes where they, you know, they might come back and tie it or right. win it. And any true sports fan would would love the chance to be in their home stadium with all those fans, hoping that they get that onside kick and recover it, and you get a chance at the tying touchdown. Like that was, they lost. Yeah, they lost. Whatever. That's that's we're not playing. It's not my, no skin off my back. Listen, I I didn't have to go in that locker room and have the have that speech, or I didn't have to go in that locker room and or or go to Monday morning practice and have my ass chewed out and then get drilled. Yeah. So to me, yeah, they lost. Whatever. We traveled out there. We saw them lose. But the things that happened, I think, prior to that, the game, even prior to kickoff, made yeah. the trip so much more than just that loss. Then right. And the atmosphere was great for the game. Atmosphere I mean, the was awesome. Show, last, all of it. last year we it was went electric. The la- fans were into it. Last year that we went to the, that yeah. the West Virginia Oklahoma game, no there, crowd noise. Nothing. There were moments where you could have heard a mouse fart in that stadium, yeah. and it was quiet. Yep. Um, the 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 culture of that team since they lost their coach and brought in um, Brent Venables and changed the whole scheme around. Yeah has changed dramatically. Oh, without a doubt. And um, it was a fun time. We got to go to the Barry Switzer Center. We got to see all the trophies, which you talked about earlier. We got to mm-hmm. see Barry... We got to see Barry Switzer. We got to we see... We went to Texas... I mean, to the Oklahoma State Fair. We got to see Big Tex. We got to we go got to the Cotton... We, we the saw cotton the Cotton Bowl. Bowl. I mean... We had a good time. It was, we had to do a lot of stuff. There was so much cool. more to that trip than just the museum, the, the Selman Brothers, we talked about earlier, the, the Baker Mayfield statue... I mean, there was just a ton of stuff. The cat. <laughs> oh, we're going to get to that. All right. But let me, while we're in the stadium, let me tell my stadium all right. story. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're all sitting there. <laughs> we're 14 rows off the field. We had great seats. 14 and rows off the field. Right on the, um, right on the end, like the, pretty much on, on the goal line. Yeah, on the goal line. It was nice. Uh, seats were good. Uh, and, you know, it, it was a great time. It was rowdy, and everybody's having a lot of fun. And, uh, we got to talk to a couple of the people that were right around us that were nearby, and uh, they were, you know, one, one was one, from Pennsylvania. One was from Pennsylvania, and they were sitting right behind and us. Their and their daughter, their daughter was a cheerleader. Is a cheerleader, cheerleader, yeah. 
Pretty and, cool. Uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. She was, uh, they were, they were there watching her daughter and they were, she was sitting, her daughter was right down front. Anyhow, we, regardless, we're all sitting there watching the game and about the end of the second, about the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter, I'm like <laughs> sitting there and I'm like <laughs> sniffing and I'm like, why? And I even looked at the bottom of my shoes, thinking maybe I had like shit on my shoe or something. You know, and I'm like, what? The, what's that? What's that smell? You know? And yet, but then I'm thinking, then this flash of horror goes through my my head, and I'm thinking, oh my god, somebody somebody shit their pants. And then I'm thinking to myself, meanwhile, wait, maybe before you maybe, say anything, before you say anything, yeah, the same. At the same time, you're thinking that the, sa- the same thought and fear hit me that you're thinking the same right, thing I'm thinking. Right. No, let me get to it. Let me get to it. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm like, "Hey, we've been out. We've been here since what? We've been out and about since like eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we've been nonstop. We parked the car at noon there, and the game went to eight. We've been out there in a ninety-five degree heat, and who knows what may have leaked into my pants." <laughs> You know, that's what I'm thinking. You know, what is this smell is me. You know, you just said that. Yeah. You know, we're not trying to get gross here, people. Okay. But it was. It smelled you know, like shit. Every, yes. Everybody's thinking the same thing. Right. Because I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, how embarrassing. My God, what if that's me? And I got like the streak in my pants or something. Right. So I get up and I go at, at halftime. Your mom and I go up and get something to eat and drink. I went real quick. And went to the restroom. Check your underwear. Yeah, man. And I'm like, it ain't me. It definitely ain't me. And I ain't smelling it anymore anyways, right? So I came over and I told your mom. And she goes, yeah, my God, I smelled that too. I thought it was me. I even leaned over at mom at one point in the game and went, "Yeah, do I, is that, do you smell, when I stand up, does does it smell like shit? And she goes, no, it's not you. (laughs) Don't worry. So, so then next, so, so you're thinking the same thing. We're all thinking the same thing. Right. And then we didn't, re- nobody really said anything. And then in the, in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah. Cause what are you going to say? Yeah. Who, hey, hey, who around here shit themselves? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then the fourth quarter is ruining your time. For, for, first of all, <laughs> you're going through anxiety through the beginning of it, the game. You're not really thinking about the game too much because you're worried about whether or not it's you. Okay. Until you go and check. So then you, you've already got that anxiety build up. Now you know it's not you. Now you're irritated. So it's somebody else. But you can understand how that can happen. But, but there's, some, there's this older lady coupled down from Brett. Beside me. Yeah, and she, she got up and they left at the end of the – midway through the fourth quarter. And, uh, it wasn't her. As soon as they left – huh? It wasn't her. It wasn't her? No. Because this that was still around when they were there. Oh, they did. It was still well, around. No, she left. it was around after they left, though. Oh, it was. Yeah, I didn't smell it the rest of the game. No, it wasn't them. Oh, well, somebody got up and left. It was the people and it in front no of us. No longer smelled. What? It was the the people in front of us. Oh, it was the people in front of us. Okay, okay. So, anyways, they left, and then. Then I said, oh, my gosh, I don't smell that anymore. And somebody must have overheard me, the other people sitting around us. And they were all turning around going, yeah, I was wondering if it wasn't me. You know, <laughs> I heard it from, like, four different people. We don't even know them, you know. And they were every – so that means everybody around was thinking the exact same thing, you know. So that was our funny story of that. 
Yeah. But yeah, you had to be there. You may find that extremely funny or extremely gross. We may have won over the edge with that one too tonight, but so what? All right, I got my story here. That's pretty, story. This one's pretty hilarious too. <laughs> all right, so, all right. Anyone that's ever flown has had the fear of a baby or, you know, a screaming child on the plane. Well, this story starts when we arrive back in Dallas to drop off our rental car. And um, <laughs> I, I, this... I, this is a good one. So we get we drop off the rental car and we get on the shuttle to go from the rental car facility to the to the airport to the terminal. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I kept hearing this meowing, <laughs> and my my mom has this ringtone on her phone <laughs> that is a it's a cat. It's cat meow. It pulls me all the time. And it's it still sounds like, yeah, it sounds like there's a cat. It's yeah. a real, it's a realistic cat meow. Right. So when someone texts her or her Facebook notification goes off, it meows. Yes. And it sounds like a cat, like a real cat. Right. It's not a cartoonish sound. Right. It's a legit cat meow. Right, right. So I'm hanging, you know, I'm standing, it's like a subway. I'm standing there holding the, the bar on the bus and mom's sitting on a seat. And I was like, Mom, your phone is blowing up or there's a cat on this bus. <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah, well, you know, my phone was going off. Maybe it's my phone. She checked it. Yeah. And, uh, and then she put it on silent. And then I heard him yell again. And this lady on the other side of the aisle goes, oh, that's my cat. <laughs> she goes, I'm, tra- I'm transporting my cat for uh, my to, son's cat. to my son. Oh yeah, I'm transporting my son's cat across whatever, uh, wherever they were going. Uh, and Why would you do that? He's in I this always... bag, you know, and 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 then she, it's underneath the seat on the bus, and it's like meow, 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 and she's like. I gave it some some drugs to calm it down, but I don't think they've kicked in yet. <laughs> so this cat is like, it's doing that kind of meow where it's that it's if if anyone ever here owned the cat, it's that kind of meow where it ain't happy. You know what I mean? It's not right. meow and like, hey, I want some food meow. It's like it's like that deep like, yeah. like it's like getting ready to be pissed. Yeah, you know. And her husband's with it with her, and I'm not quite sure the husband was on board with the cat being on the plane he or on the like bus. He was even there. Yeah, he didn't want to be there. Yeah. So they lift the they lift this cat carrier duffel bag with you know it's a duffel bag with the mesh sides, and she got it on her lap. Right. And it's still meowing, and uh, and we're we're riding on the bus, and she starts to unzip the top of it. To like calm it down, you know, and uh, and she sticks her hand in the top, and you can tell by the way this cat is meowing, this cat is not happy, right? And when she, I told you this, when she sticks her hand into the top of the bag, I'm expecting a full out like, like a wound up ass cat just like freaking out and clawing the shit out of her or whatever. Like this cat is not happy, right? So. I had to turn my head to like not laugh about thinking about this 
cat freaking out in his bus on the way to the airport. <laughs> and uh, it's sedated. I sedated it. It should be falling asleep. Now. It should be falling asleep by now. And she's like trying to calm it down, but it's doing that kind of meow where it's like, <laughs> it's doing that meow where it's like, Yo, don't mess with me. You, that cat meow, when you hear that, that kind of meow. Yeah. He's a don't touch me kind of meow. Yeah. And the only yeah. thing I could think of was. It's on this bouncy ass bus going to freaking uh, all, you know, always. It's a long drive on that thing. Right. So yeah. anyways, that happened and we're getting off the bus. And the, the first thought that comes into my head is. <sighs> I know my luck. This cat is going to be on our plane. <laughs> and Dallas is a big ass airport. Right. It could have been going anywhere in the country. Right. Anywhere in the world. Right. This Dallas is a major hub. Right. And I told you when, when we got off the bus, what did I say? I said, we're going to be right next to that thing. I was like, plane. man, the first thought that came into my head was that damn cat is going to be going on our plane. Yeah. Well, you know, we go through security. We do all that hunky-dory stuff and everything goes well. And we walk down to the our The wonderful, tunnel. pleasant TSA agents. Yeah. Well, that's a whole different story. But, um, um. We go through the airport and we're sitting there and we go get something to eat and get to our term, get to our gate. And what do you know? There's the, there's that cat and that couple sitting there with that bag. <laughs> and, uh, and I knew that the moment, at that moment, that cat was getting on our plane. And then the only thought I thought about after that was where are these, where's this cat going to be sitting? Where is uh, this cat is going to be right in the, and it, it's going to be a row ahead or behind me, and I'm going to hear this cat the whole time. <laughs> but um, They had to buy a seat for that cat. Yeah, they had the, they were walking through, and they had a seat sectioned off. It said, do not occupy, um, yeah. reserved. And the, they, had a, they had a do not occupy sign on the seat for this cat. Yeah. And um, fortunately, fortunately, the, uh, the airline gods favored us, and... The cat was like 18 rows behind us. <laughs> but while we were sitting there waiting for everyone to board the plane, there comes that couple with their cat carrier getting on the plane. And what did I know when I got off that bus? My gut told me right that that, that cat was going to be on our plane. Only one thing would have made that better. We talked about this. If she'd opened that thing up and stuck her hand in when that thing was losing its shit and it clawed Clawed the shit out of her hand. Oh yeah, it pulls. It, yeah, and it pulls Did off. She pulled the bloody stump up out of the but, bag. No, not just that, but it pulls off like the old internet viral video of like a cat freaking out. Like that have been <laughs> one of those moments, and that's why I had to turn my head to not like see them see let them see me laughing. Well, if that thing started bouncing around in there, like going <laughs> Chevy Chase uh, in the in the movie Christmas Vacation, when the cat's in the box and the things flipping out in the box, and it, that one uh, old ant. Remember the, the cat was oh, wrapped Aunt in a box? No, uh, Aunt Edna's the lady that died. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, the other aunt. But, yeah, she uh, she wrapped the cat. Remember she wrapped the cat? And then the yeah. cat, he's holding on to the box, and it, the cat's like jerk. the box is like jerking around in the air in his arm. <laughs> yeah. So What aunt was that? I don't know. The one that, the one that uh, fell asleep with the guy that burnt down the Christmas tree. I gotta look it up little, real quick. The little old lady. There you go. I gotta look it up. So Aunt that would have been awesome. Yeah, Aunt Bethany, that's it. <laughs> Aunt yep. Beth. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I, anyway. so, anyways, 
That was a funny moment. Yeah. Needless to say, the cat was fine. I didn't hear it. But I might not have heard it, though, because it was also like 18 to 20 rows back. Who knows what those people beside them were thinking or hearing. Oh, yeah. um, Because we also flew on Spirit Spirit Airlines. Only bad things can happen with a cat in a cat carrier. (laughs) On Spirit Airlines. On anything. Anywhere. Especially on a vehicle of some type, something moving. Yeah. Okay. I know because I have my own experience with a cat in a cat carrier in my car. And uh, you want to hear that real quick before we go? I'm ready. Okay. We thought it was our first ever cat. You were just a kid. Boots. A little kid. Yep. And we had to have boots. Uh, we we <laughs> took boots in to get her spayed. Okay. And we also got took her in to get her declawed it was the only time i'll ever ever do this by the way for this very reason declawing by the way not spaying or neutering right not spaying or neutering but declawing i don't think i i I would never do this again but so we went to an old school type vet at the time and he decided now they don't do them together you don't do one you don't do them both they don't get both operations but this vet did it all one time when they were out right came over picked up the cat um, it has its claws removed, remember, right? And it doesn't like to be in the cat. It's, it's only like six months old. It's when they could first start to have them, you know, spayed. She, we, it was a kitten. It's just, she's a little, almost a, a adult cat, but you know, she was a, still a kitten. And, um, I have her in the cat box and she's sitting in the front seat of the car next to me and I'm driving down the road and I guess she flipped out she was scared and everything else and she flipped out and she urinated in this cat box okay uh, cuz she was flipping out and meowing real loud and she must have had to piss well she had her claws removed so that salty urine is going into her cuts <laughs> on her feet oh my god and that makes her flip out more now she's <laughs> flipping out like that it Aunt Bethany's cat in the box, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm driving, and this bloody piss is flying out of these cat cage holes all over my windshield, my dashboard, everything, man. Uh, this is, I can't make this up, man. Was this in your little face? I have glasses on my glasses. Was this in your blue cavalier? This was, yes, it was. <laughs> Yes. And so, yeah, it was all over the inside of my car. I felt so bad for him because, for her, because, you know, it was burning and, and it, it, it must have been super painful to begin with, right? Well, yeah, I mean. And, and it just, it, because of it, her feet are bleeding now. And, oh, it was just a mess. It was, it was the most disgusting thing. And the cat stuff, the cat piss has got an odor that just is not easy to get out. I scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed that car. I wasn't mad at that. the cat, obviously. No, it's no. It's dumbass fault for doing this. But but uh, that's one of the reasons why I, I said I will never declaw a cat uh, again. It took a long time for a cat to heal. That cat came home, went underneath my, our bedroom well, bed. Well, I mean, honestly. It didn't come out from under our bed for like a couple of days the, because I guess it was pissed. In all hurt. honesty, you know, in, in reality, declawing a cat is like taking your fingers and cutting the first knuckle off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it. So it's not great. Um, no, it's bad news. So, anyways, we uh, we yeah, that was that story with that. So dang, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I never heard that story. before tonight. 
Uh, you asked your mom. She, she she wasn't in the car. I was the only one in the car, but she knew I was out there scrubbing the car, scrubbing that car because it smelled. Yeah, you know, I didn't want the car smell like cat piss, which it did for a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, that was uh, that was one of the nastiest things ever. So well, now I know. <laughs> Anyways, hey, well, we've been on a wild ride for tonight. Yeah, so, yep, we went everywhere tonight, man. I think we're going to call tonight. We're going to call that an ending. I think so. Yeah. And yep. um, that's a good. It's it's uh, two hours. Yeah. So, but yep. Cool. All right. All righty. Well, sounds good. Well, we will see you guys in, in two weeks. weeks. Peace out.